Zorba Pastor on Your Health is pre-recorded. From Buck Studio at Wisconsin Public Radio, this is Zorba Pastor on Your Health. I'm Carl Christensen, and I'm here with family doc Zorba Pastor. We'll spend the next hour with you in our virtual doctor's office, <laughs> although we're missing those outdated golf magazines that are always hanging out there. Yeah, just, the, and, no, just, National Geographic oh, sure. from the 1960s. Yes, those are the best ones, though, aren't they? <laughs> we'll talk healthy living. We'll walk you through a healthy recipe. We'll get to some of your phone calls and emails and a few voicemails of yours as well. If you have a question for the good doc, the number to call anytime is 800 800- 462-7413. That's 800-462-7413. And along with those phone calls, Zorba, we have a few healthy living topics today. Right. We're going to talk about ultra-processed food, what it does to you, what it does to your body, whether or not it's harmful. Let's talk about it. Now, I think there's some really good data that has been coming out more and more and more recently that's very important. Mm. And then... The whole other side of keeping you healthy, the importance of having friends, hanging out with your buddies, hanging out with your friends. Does that really do, what does it really do in terms of longevity? Does that really encourage health and behavior? We've got really good data about it. That sounds Mm -hmm. good. What's the special recipe today? Tofu, tofu, tofu. Oh, boy. It's tofu salad with mixed greens. (laughs) It's Tom's favorite food of all. Tom doesn't go out for a steak. Tom doesn't go out for a burger. Tom loves to go out for a good tofu sandwich. But we're going to do a tofu salad. That sounds great. I, actually, I don't think he's ever had a tofu sandwich. But I, I don't think. So. I think we might find out because there's rumors right now going around that Tom might be stopping. I by know. The show later, I know. Later in the I know. show. That's so. what. That's what I've heard. That's what the little birdie told me. There's a little. What, really? What kind of birdie is that? that? Tweet. Oh, is that tweet, that kind of birdie? Tweet, gotcha. tweet, tweet. <laughs> All right. Tweet. To the phones we go at 800-462-7413. That's one 7413 Three. Our first caller now joins us from Eugene, Oregon. Hi. Hello. How can we help? I have a question about statins. I've been on them for about 25 years, and I'm probably on my eighth or ninth try. Mm-hmm. And in the last couple of years, I've had trouble. Uh, I started on Repatha is one of my huge attempts to get my LDLs down. Um, and it gave me tingling arms, hands, and feet. Uh-huh. I stopped taking that, mm-hmm. and in about six weeks or so, everything went back to normal. Okay. Then I was put back on rosuvastatin mm-hmm. as in Temabi, and I do the rosuvastatin five milligrams three times a week, and as in Temabi four times uh, ten milligrams. And that's about all I can tolerate. Oh, how's that? Let, let me ask you a question. You're on this and you tolerate it. Is that right? I could not tolerate the tingling feet on the Repatha. Oh, right, right, right. So but I that's, quit taking that. So my doctor says, let's try this other stuff. And, and let me tell you something. That's a totally different drug. You're now, I mean, that is not a statin, but it, but it is worthwhile. I want to get back to the statin. So you're taking the statin three times a week. And you're yes, taking and then the Azentemabi. Right, Zidio. Four times that's a week. Right. And uh, I've been to a neuro- uh, neurologist, and he said, oh, yeah, you, you're um, pre-diabetic, mm-hmm. and my numbers vary from 5, 7 to 6. And he said, you have neuropathies. And I said, what? But they go away when I stop taking all these drugs. Oh. I want to go back a second. So you've huh. been on it for more than 30 years. How high was your cholesterol? When you were put on it, obviously you had a high cholesterol when you well, were put on it. Well, the number that the cardiologist looks at is your LDL. Correct. Mm-hmm. And before it was over 200. Oh, it's very high. Very high. Got it down. Yeah. And then yeah. uh, they, we've been slowly mm-hmm. getting it down. And on Repatha, my LDL went down to 50. Oh, yeah. No, that's... that cost that, me, right, right. as I said, I right. felt my limbs. What's your LDL number, first of all? It was 121, and they want to see about below 100. Okay. So I want to give you, let me give you some advice. Number one, Zidia is very different from the statin. So my recommendation is uh, see whether or not you can tolerate the Zidia, which is a STEMBI, every single day. 
You can do it every day. Usually that does not cause any tingling or numbness. And, uh, and it's, it's a secondary drug compared to a stem. But I would take that every day. Take it every day. Take it seven days a week. It's probably not going to make a difference. Every other day statin, for a lot of people, they can tolerate that. They can tolerate that. Now, the only way you're going to know if you have a peripheral neuropathy, and a stent may make a peripheral neuropathy worse. On the other hand, you may have a peripheral neuropathy because you're pre-diabetic and, and people get that. So what you do is, first of all, make sure you take Ziti every day. See how you're doing. Step number one, once you're on that, stop your statin for two weeks, restart it for two weeks, Stop it for two weeks, restart it for two weeks, three times. Stop it for two weeks, restart it for two weeks. If every time you stop it, you get more tingling, I mean, you get less tingling, rather, and every time you restart it, you get more tingling, you do that three times, then you'll know the statin is part of the tingling. If it doesn't change at all, then you got something else. In other words, you've got a peripheral neuropathy. And there are medications for that, such as uh, gabapentin and pregabalin that can be very effective. Now, a lot of people who don't tolerate statins do tolerate them three days a week, and there's very, very good research that that still gives you benefit. And you may never get your number down to the magic number below 100, but hey, you still may get it down a bit, and you still may stop that heart attack from happening. In other words, you don't have to be perfect. Sometimes good enough is the enemy of perfect. So good enough. You're doing something. You were up at 200. And now you're down to one, you know, a little over 100. Hey, dropped 80 points. That's great. That's wonderful. That's good enough. And then live with it. How old are you, by the way? Um, I'm 80. I got to tell you something. You don't sound like you're a day over 50. Keep up the other good work. I mean, as long as you don't smoke and you exercise, you don't drink too much, you've got eat a good Mediterranean diet, have a lot of friends and family. You know what? Look at the whole thing and don't pay that much attention to the numbers. I think your numbers are really good for you and you've got to have the balance between side effects and the way the drugs work. I see. You're old. You're 80. Okay. I'm 76. Okay. I'm old. You're 80. Yeah, we tingle. Right. We got okay. stuff. We're That's 80 years enough. old. I like that. And you know what? You're still alive. You're 80. A lot of your friends are not alive. You know, go outside, huh. have a drink, and smell the fresh air. Hey, that's great advice, and I like that. Good enough is the enemy of perfect. <laughs> that's You got it. <laughs> Better frame that. <laughs> Thanks for your call. Hey, thank you. You're welcome. Okay. You have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks so much for that call at 800-462-7413. All right, Zorba, let's get to our first topic today. And to get us into that topic, we're going to hear a voicemail from a listener in Wisconsin. My mother was born in 1923, went to grade school in Neshkoro, Wisconsin, a small town. Her teacher had been cleaning out her desk. And she, my mother was in third grade at the time, and uh, she was cleaning out her desk. And at the very back, she found a Twinkie. And uh, she guessed that that had been in there since she started teaching, which was uh, four and a half years. And so they tried it, and it was still good. So it had been in the desk for four and a half years, hadn't changed, didn't have mold or anything on it, looked just like it did when it came out of the package. I thought I would pass that alone. That was something my mother told me as a little child when I wanted to buy stuff like that in the store. And she said, no, that's not good for you. So Zorba, before we get into it here, I just, you've on the show for years talked about Twinkies. And what we're going to talk about is it's basically a Twinkie is the definition of an ultra processed food. Right, right. And so right, we're going to right, talk about yeah. some new research that, that we you are, found right. about ultra processed Before we foods. go into that research. Oh, sure. I've always heard that if there is nuclear war and we're all bombed out, <laughs> yeah. the two things that will survive are Twinkies and roaches. <laughs> and that's, that's about it. Do you think so, the roaches will squirm their way into the little cream filling? And no, I don't, no, I don't think so because they can't, they, they can't, they get, can't through, get They that, can't get through foamy plastic. cake. But, but I think the Twinkie, you know, is sort of the paradigm of ultra-processed foods. But the reality is we all have a lot of ultra-processed foods. Go to the store, pick up something that all you have to do is have a, a, a meal, put it in the microwave, and read what's in it. And it often has 10, 20, 30, or 40 things in it. Sure. And I think this is important, and I'll tell you about an NIH study that I find just fascinating. Uh, and I don't remember the exact numbers, either 20 or 40 people, 
they went along their usual jobs. Uh, it was it, they, but they ate their food at the National Institute of Health. Okay, for it was something like two weeks or four weeks. I can't remember what it was. It was two to four weeks. They had ultra processed foods. And two to four weeks, they had minimally processed foods. Minimally processed foods are you have a burger and you grill it. That's mm -hmm. minimally processed. And, of course, fruits and vegetables. Ultra-processed foods are you eating things that are, uh, that are processed, we'll say, that you, that you would put in the microwave. Mm -hmm. and then, but everyone went through both two weeks of each. Two week, or four weeks of each, okay? okay. When, and they had the same amount of fat, carbohydrates, salt, sugar in their food. So that was unchanged. Mm -hmm. The people who ate the ultra-processed foods gained four to ten pounds when they ate that type of food. Mm -hmm. And then they lost four to eight pounds afterwards. Mm -hmm. So in other words, when they ate the regularly processed foods. So the answer was there's something about ultra-processing, not just what's in it, but how we process it. Hmm. In this particular study that was presented in the European uh, Society of Cardiology found also that there was an increase when you increased ultra-processed foods in places like China and Australia, when the dietary increase was increased, that there was an increase in heart attack and stroke. So it may be the processing of the food, not just what's in it, I mean, not just the carbohydrates, fat, and salt, but the other stuff that's in it to keep it stable mm. that may actually be harming our body. Mm -hmm. I mean, isn't that it? And we think of the Twinkie. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to eat a Twinkie. But on the other hand, you know, it's really I want to go and get the microwave from a store. I'm going to get a microwave pea food, and right. it's a low-calorie food. Right. Or even though frozen pizza maybe might be an ultra-processed Well, food. look at a frozen pizza. Look at the ingredients. Look right? at the ingredients. Yeah. I mean, you look at the ingredients. That is ultra-processed, right? Because mm -hmm. it'll stay in there. I mean, I'm sure if you take a frozen pizza, it'll stay in your freezer for a minimum of a year. Sure. I'm sure it's a year. I feel like I've done and longer that, than that. No, no, we have. We have. <laughs> but we make light of it, but the reality is we are surrounded by ultra-processed foods. Mm -hmm. So it again reminds me, cook for yourself. 800-462-7413. That's 1-800-462-7413. All right, let's go to a voicemail now. This is a listener from Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. Hey, I just tuned in, so I've, I've missed a, a lot of the conversation, but you're talking about anger management. And, you know, I, for me, I just uh, recently... Um, I think I'm gluten intolerant, and it seems to me like uh, gluten creates a bit of confusion or maybe just a little bit of anger with me, and by getting myself off of gluten, it seems like I'm more peaceable. I don't know. That's just me, but uh, I just thought I'd share that. This is interesting, Zorba. We've gotten, you know, the show's gotten, I've seen a few listener emails uh -huh. saying a, a similar thing. Ever mm -hmm. since, you know, I've gone gluten-free, I've noticed some, maybe the anger comes down a little bit. Have you so ever you heard of this before? mean a difference in personality? Yeah. I've well, never heard of this I mean, before until I started on, getting gut, these emails. Our gut affects us, right? right? I mean, first of all, we know our gut affects us when we eat a meal and we feel really good, mm -hmm. right? And then we know our gut affects us when we eat food and we feel bad. And we know that right. there. But there's more and more research that our gut affects us mentally. I mean, the colon, mm -hmm. you know, we now know there's a lot of stuff going on within our colon in the, you know, biome of our colon that may affect us. And we're just beginning to understand it because nobody wants to study poop. Mm -hmm. You know, we're just, we're sort of adverse to studying it. But we know more and more that there are lots of hormones. There are hormones when you eat in your, when you eat food, your stomach sends out hormones, for instance, to your colon mm -hmm. that says, hey, poop, move over. There's more food going in. So all of these things may affect it. And, you know, sometimes you eat food and you're sluggish. Sure. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And then sometimes you have a meal and, hey, you, you know, finish a meal and you feel really energetic. So I am not surprised that personality can be involved in it. Have I, I've never read any studies about this. Kind of hard to do a study like that. Mm -hmm. But this makes a lot of sense. So he kind of brings up a good point that his anger was affected. Well, anger is bad, always. Anger mm -hmm. is always bad. Losing your temper, never good. Never good to lose your temper. So he, it's interesting that he found a difference uh, by becoming gluten-free. Uh, 
it's kind of an interesting natural way to maybe treat anger in people who have anger management problems. Look at it from May- a dietary perspective, maybe. I have never thought about that. That's interesting. That's a really, isn't it? That's yeah. a really inventive, inventive thing. I'll have to do some research. I'll have to find. We'll come back with that, Let's and I'll have back. to find out if there is any research. I'll do some. I'll do my usual sort of deep dive and see if there's any research on diet and anger, not just gluten, but diet and anger. But thanks very much for the tip. Keep those tips rolling. Go to zorbapastor.org, zorbapastor.org, or through Facebook and. Check Chime in if you have noticed that when you're gluten-free, you have less anger. Yeah, we'd love I, we to hear would from really, you. yeah, we would really like to know about that. That's interesting stuff. 800-462-7413. And you know something? This is where the interaction with our listeners mm-hmm. really, really makes a difference. Absolutely. Because we love that interaction. We do. We do. 800-462-7413. That's 1-800-462-7413. All right, before we take a short break, Zorba, let's check in with your favorite hair splitters and hand razors, the Grammar Police. But wait, Brad, wait, don't play the theme song yet. This, don't, don't. Don't do it. Don't, don't even think about don't. it. His, his finger was right on the button there. <laughs> this time we're going to hear from a very specific division embedded deep within the Grammar Police. This is from the Cheese Police. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my goodness. Where did cheese go? I don't know. Where did cheese go? I don't know. Okay. That's their theme song. The Cheese cheese Police have their own theme song. I'm very proud of it. Um, And of course, this- You guys are hysterical. (laughs) That's all I can say. This Cheese Police officer is, of course, located in Wisconsin. Where else? Yeah, yeah. they can't be located anywhere else. Cheese Police, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's where the the cheese exchanges in Green Bay. So yeah. that's probably where they're located. They're always monitoring yeah, that very closely right. up yeah. there, actually. Yeah. All right. The following infraction came from Trina, who said she's from the Dairy State. <laughs> Trina writes, of course, I love your show, but recently a caller asked if cheese is addictive. You reply that it is not addictive like cocaine and laughed it off. I've avoided dairy for a long time and admit cheese was the hardest dairy product to give up. Nowadays, thankfully, there are very tasty plant-based alternatives to dairy cheese. Forbes put out an article and referenced Dr. Neil Barnard. And here's a quote Trina included from that Forbes okay, article. Okay. Like quotes. Yep, you yeah, love like quotes. quotes. Uh, that's, I've quoted you saying that before, Thank actually. <laughs> I like quotes. Zorba Pastor. <laughs> Okay, this is from Forbes. Okay. That's the most widely that's the most widely looked at quotes from yeah. my quotes. Yeah, my professor like wrote that on the board. Yeah, I like, like quotes. quotes. Zorba Pastor, yeah. freshman year. Okay, this I is from Forbes. I invented that quote, by the way. Yeah. Someone will quote me quoting you, hopefully saying that. Um, a cup of milk contains 7.7 grams of protein, 80% of which is casein. When converted to cheddar, the protein content multiplies sevenfold to 56 grams. It's the most concentrated form of casein in any food in the grocery store. Basically, if milk is cocaine, mm-hmm. then cheese is crack. That's from Forbes. So then Trina goes on, and this is an interesting idea. Maybe this is nature's way of making sure babies and calves get lots of milk to grow up strong and healthy. That sure. makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. right? Make it addictive right. so they'll be sure to drink enough of it. What do you sure. think of that, Zorba? Sure. What do I think about it? <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. I have a word that I will not use on the air. It begins with B and ends with T, and it's two syllables. What is that word? <laughs> so and you don't think cheese is a dick? And, 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 and it quotes an animal. Okay. <laughs> so you don't think, have you ever tried to get off cheese before? Like have I ever tried Cold to get turkey? Off? Of yeah. Of course not. Cheese, okay. <laughs> cheese, you know, it's one of the four basic Why don't you groups. try to experiment? That's exactly, that's exactly Try to give up it. cheese for exactly two weeks so and it, see what happens. So it is, it is interesting. <laughs> I don't know if it's really addictive, but it's really imprinted because it's mother's milk. It's mm. the first thing you get. And then, of course, the first uh, you know, thing that you get out of mother's milk is a concentrated, you know, form which babies really have to eat because they have to grow and strong. So the reality is, it's probably as addictive to babies or habit forming. You know, I mean, you know, certainly for that. Mm-hmm. Now, does it become addictive to us? Well, I think we are definitely addicted to sugar and we're definitely addicted to salt. And whether or not we're addicted to cheese, I'm from the dairy state. This addiction 
powers our economy. Go for it. <laughs> Would you like to join the cheese police? Well, this is as good a time as any. Ooh. Is it the best division within Ooh. the grammar police? Ooh. You feta believe it, Zorba. Oh. Just post on our Facebook page, or you could always you send shine, us an email. Carol. You finally have a chance to use all the puns you wanted to since fourth grade at zorbapastor.org. That's zorbapastor.org, or of course, through Facebook. And I came up with a quick cheese joke. Can I share it really of quick? Of course. Because there wasn't enough jokes just in the last 30 seconds. That's right. Okay, what did, you know, uh, guitar rock god Peter Frampton, what did Peter Frampton say when he toured the cheese factory? I don't know. Show me the way. <laughs> no? Okay. More of your calls to come. Brad, or... Brad is going no in the studio. Sh- He's shaking the head from Brad. More of your calls to come, more listener emails. And or we'll be... sending us a cheesy joke. Okay, there you go. We're also going to mix up a tasty tofu salad all coming Without up. Without cheese. No cheese on that one, I don't believe. All coming up on Zorba Pastor on Your Health from PRX, the public radio exchange. Carl Christensen in the studio with Dr. Zorba Pastor. This is Zorba Pastor on your health. The number to call anytime with your health-related question is 800-462-7413. That's 1-800-462-7413. Is there an echo in here? Where'd that come from? Before we get to those calls, let's get to our recipe here. This is a tofu salad with mixed greens. That's right. And we're doing tofu today because we know Tom Clark's favorite food is tofu. He loves it. <laughs> he loves tofu. He loves it. And he's, he's maybe going to be joining yeah, us right. later. They, uh, maybe. The, this is a maybe. Rumors you know, are flying. I mean, you know, he always likes to show I don't like tofu. <laughs> but in fact, that's what he has for lunch every single day. It's not tofu, tofu, <laughs> tofu. And he would have tofu cereal if they made it. Yeah. But of course, they don't make tofu. But we we like to riff a lot about tofu. But if you haven't tried tofu, this is actually a, a good, good recipe to try it. So start out with one tablespoonful of sweet chili sauce or sweet plum sauce, and you get this in the Asian section of your grocery store or in an Asian grocery store. Um, one tablespoon of soy sauce. One big tea soy sauce. And I have different soy sauces in the house. I've got a low sodium, regular sodium. I have a sweeter soy sauce. Uh, if you go to an Asian grocery store, you can find different soy sauces, and they do taste different. Um, tablespoon of sesame oil. Uh, two cloves of garlic, fresh garlic crushed. Two cloves, fresh garlic crushed. Do you have a garlic press at home? Uh, yes, we do. Yeah, use the garlic yeah, press. Yeah, use it. That's what you do. Yeah. Use that. Uh, half a teaspoon, I'd go up to half a teaspoon or a teaspoon of grated fresh ginger root. And eight ounces of tofu. I would use baked tofu or tempeh. Eight ounces baked tofu or tempeh. So you can use extra firm, but the extra firm is still going to kind of fall apart. So in a, in many stores, as I said, other stores like even Trader Joe's will have baked tofu or tempeh, and it's really hard. It's baked, and it's going to be more hearty for this salad, and that's important. Do you know where you can get the best tempeh? No. Arizona. <laughs> for that. Moving right along. <laughs> Let's do the salad portion, right? That is a ridiculous joke. I'm sorry. It <laughs> is ridiculous. Fourth grade humor again. Uh, two cups. Bag mixed greens of your choice. So, you know, they got bags, mixed greens, whatever grains you want to see. You may want to have some arugula in there, uh, whatever you want to have with mixed greens, a bag of mixed greens. Okay, uh, two cups, rather. Two cups, mixed greens. <clears throat> Cup of freshly shredded red cabbage, or once again, you can buy in most grocery stores a coleslaw, which is cabbage, basically. Sure. And yep. so a cup of that. Cup of that. Cup of grated carrots. You can grate it yourself or you can buy them grated. Mm-hmm. Cup of grated carrots. And frankly, I buy these things pre-grated. I've decided uh, there's some things I like to spend time with and right. I don't like to spend time with them. 
Um, and two tablespoonfuls of chopped peanuts. Two big tea chopped peanuts. Now, I have to tell you, it is hard to buy chopped peanuts. Very difficult. So I take the peanuts, and I have a little thing that I pull, and I chop it myself. You but like you a can, hammer, or what do you use? No, I don't use a hammer. That would not work. <laughs> I would not use. I use a chopper. We'll talk about what chopper okay. I use. Gotcha. And if you can't buy chopped peanuts... Uh, uh, you've got to chop them yourself. That's we'll get to the chopper yeah, later. we'll get to chopper later. Okay, here's how we make it. Really simple. Marinate the tofu. Whisk the chili sauce or plum sauce, soy sauce, sesame oil, garlic, and ginger together in a large bowl. Chop up, you know, not chop up, bake, put the baked tofu in cubes, toss it to coat, marinate for at least one hour in the refrigerator that it gets it. Then take the salad separately, combine the mixed greens, carrots, in a bowl, okay, mix all that stuff together in the cabbage. Okay, you take the cabbage and you mix it with the tofu, flop it all off, and then put the peanuts on the top. Oh, put the, sprinkle really the peanuts on good. top, right. Sprinkle on the top so when you're picking it, you're getting some peanuts, you're getting the cabbage, you're getting the tofu, you're getting a great recipe. That sounds really good. That sounds like a simple one, too. It is actually. a simple one. If you want a copy, go to zorbapastor.org. That's zorbapastor.org, or of course, through Facebook. That's 1-800-462-7413. Back to the phones we go, and let's help out a caller now in Jacksonville, Florida. Hi. Yeah. uh, Well, Dr. Zorba, I've uh, been listening to you for a long time. You've uh, helped me through a lot of issues on my own. What I'm calling about today uh, is uh, this year, my annual physical, um, I was diagnosed with some mild cognitive uh, impairment. And it's uh, uh, been kind of distressing a little bit since my father had uh, dementia. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so I was wondering about the new uh, drug that Medicare just approved uh, yeah. for uh, dementia. And uh, kind of curious about what side effects it might have and also uh, the effectiveness of it. I understand that it's not a cure. No, uh, but, no, uh, no, it's not. First of all, how old are you? Uh, I'm 68 years old. You're 68. Okay. You went to the doc. Did you have a Medicare physical? Is that what you had? I, I did. Okay. And then why did they say you had mild cognitive impairment? Was this one of the measurements? Was it the drawing of the clock? That's what they do? Yeah. With, yeah. yeah. Did they you draw the, the clock? clock. <laughs> I, I did fine on everything. Uh, mm-hmm. There was one test where they mentioned uh, some names to you, and I forgot some of the names. Yeah, uh, but, yeah. but let me uh, let me ask you a question. I know there's the names like Ocean Dust Tractor. That's the, those are the words you have to memorize. I don't That's, think I do well. On no, that you went Ocean. But I want to know about the clock very specifically. So they tell you to draw a clock. I don't remember three o'clock or something. And then there's always a joke: young people will never draw the clock. It's true, but we're not young. <laughs> so how'd you do on the clock? The clock face. I, I did fine on that. On that. Okay, okay. So why did they say you had mild cognitive impairment? Do you think it was because you weren't able to spit back those three words? I think that was a good portion of it, yeah, because the clock was good, um, and and the rest of it seemed pretty good, too, but that was the main issue was that. And, uh, I, you know, I'm not sure how... Uh, that's probably you know, how that's quite, accurate that yeah, test is. Yeah. But. I've got to tell you something. It is totally inaccurate, and it's wrong. And you do not have mild cognitive impairment. So let me start with that. The most sort of successful part of that particular Medicare screening is actually the clock face. You know, if you have to draw a clock face, you have to use your imagination. You have to, we're picturing it right now, a clock. Mm -hmm. You've got to put the hands in roughly. It doesn't matter if you have a long hand or a short hand, but you've got to get close to a clock. And I have some people who will put all the numbers in the top quarter or they'll put the hands outside. So the clock face turns out to be pretty sensitive. Not remembering those three words, come on. I mean, some people are really good at that and some people are not good at that. And so to actually look at not remembering those three words and say, you have have mild cognitive impairment is a complete overstatement of what that screening test is supposed to be about. And that is absolutely wrong. So let me ask you some questions. You're 68. What do you do right now? Are you retired? Yes, I'm, I'm retired, but I uh, am substitute teaching. You're substitute so. teaching. So you're in the, in the class. So what do you teach? Um, well, I'm mostly uh, in younger classes uh-huh. with um, kids, uh, spectrum kids, autism kids. Okay, spectrum kids, autism kids. How do you do? How do you do in the classroom? I, I do okay. Yeah. It's not a real uh, you know, intensive teaching environment. It's more of 
you know, caring for the kids and, and keeping them yeah, safe. Yeah. Things like and, that. yeah. And, and you do a good job and they read, they say, they don't say to you, Hey, we don't want to hire you back because you're not doing a good job. They like your work, right? Yes. Yes. You don't have mild cognitive impairment. They're completely wrong, 100% wrong, overread of what the screening test is. And it's a good example of how some people will look, doctors, PAs, and that, will look at that screening test and give you a diagnosis that can ruin your life. Like, oh my God, I've got mild cognitive impairment. Maybe I should take the new Alzheimer's drug, which by the way, is not a good drug. I mean, the Medicare should not have improved it, not have approved it. We don't have any drugs that are really good for Alzheimer's. They approved this drug, which is amazingly expensive, and the drug does almost nothing. And the initial committee said, don't approve it. Medicare's improvement, it's going to cause a ton of money, and I'm against the drug. I don't think the drug is good. Now, two years from now, after they, you know, after they tested on a million people, I may change my mind, but I think the original data of the drug is garbage. shouldn't be used. So that's my feeling about the drug. You can tell I feel strongly about it. Yeah, I was going to say, tell us how you really feel about that drug. <laughs> but let me get back to you. You don't have mild cognitive impairment. Now, do you smoke cigarettes? No. How much alcohol do you drink? Uh, none now. You don't drink any alcohol. Okay, you don't drink any alcohol. Do you exercise every day? Just about every day, yes. Just about every day. How's your diet? Pretty good? Doesn't it have to be perfect? More Mediterranean diet? Um, I'm working on that, but yeah, mm-hmm. I've, I've recently lost quite a bit of weight. Mm-hmm. And, how much uh, weight have you lost? So I'm, well, I used to be 225. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm under 200 now. You're under so. You lost more than 25 yeah. pounds. So you got, you've got weight loss going for you. Got, do you have friends and family around? I do. I, I have a wife uh, here and uh, interact with my golf buddies and things like that. I, I have had a little issue with my driving a little bit. Yeah. Nothing serious or mm-hmm. anything like that, but a little bit of um, lack of focus sometimes on mm-hmm. that. Okay, so you got to, you have to look at that within your life and see whether or not, what are you doing wrong? Do you have the radio on? Do you have this on? Is it in the morning? Is it the afternoon? I got to tell you, when I was 16, I wasn't focused. I was 16. I was really good. I mean, come on, I'm 16. <clears throat> my reflexes are strong, and that's where I got in most of my accidents from 16 to 18. Mm-hmm. I got into more fender benders. Why? My mother said I wasn't paying attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was right. I wasn't. I was paying attention to other things. Well, when you're older, it's the same thing. Sometimes you're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to sit there in the car morning or evening. It might be a visual issue at night. It might be what you're doing. And frankly, if driving becomes an issue, you deal with it. So the bottom line is you don't need the drug. Continue doing what you're doing, active involvement in life. And your doctor or PA or whoever told it to you, based on the Medicare screening test, said you have mild cognitive impairment. They only base it on whether or not you did ocean desk and tractor. They're wrong. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Take care and thanks for your call. That's 1-800-462-7413. All right, before the break, Zorba, you look like you're having a little too much fun today, so (laughs) let's do that segment where you get yelled at. This is another edition of Disagreeing with the Doc. Disagreeing with the Doc. Disagreeing with the Doc. All right. The following voicemail came. This is from a listener in Wisconsin. Hi. It, uh, he just talked about the fact that it's foolish to buy bottled water, but it depends on the area you live. If you lived in Campbell, for instance, where they've definitely found PFAS, they've been stuck with bottled water for several years. And there's nitrates, too much nitrates, which is the fertilizer and the cow manure and the failing septic systems and so on. Is another reason to to have your water either purified in some way or uh, to buy bottled water. And the PFAS thing is kind of the new thing and causes a lot of trouble. And so if you have it in your water, and which is kind of hard to find out because there's only two testing labs, and I guess it's expensive to have it tested, uh, those are all reasons why you would go to bottled water and... I know I would have thought it was foolish when I was growing up, but um, it's not always foolish. Bye. Well, she has a really good point. Um, If you've got uh, nitrates in your water, well, first of all, if you have nitrates in your water, 
uh, and you're pregnant or a young child, that's where you definitely have to go to bottled water. But if not, nitrates in the water, you can get a reverse. You can get, well, I don't think it's reverse, but you can get a filtration system at Home Depot for that. Actually, put it on the filtration system. Uh, costs like 100 bucks, and I don't know how often the filter has to be changed. But it's got to be changed. So you can easily get, easily get, from what I understand, nitrates out of the water. You do that at the sink, and you save money. Mm-hmm. So nitrates, you save money. You don't have to get bottled water, which can be expensive. Now, PFAS, big issue. Don't yeah. have the answers on all of that right now. But if you're in an area which really has high PFAS and other contaminants, of course you have to use bottled water. And when I said it was foolish, uh, it really I misspoke because the reality is it's foolish for most of us to spend money on bottled water, but not for people who have special needs. And certainly not for people... Most people are on a municipal water supply, you know, if you look at it from a population point of view, and they're checking all the time for everything that goes in the water that they can check for. And if they say the water is safe, the water is safe. You've got to think about other things in your environment that are not safe. So some people go, hey, I would say bottled water all the time. They do that, and then they eat uh, ultra-processed foods. Right. So <laughs> pick your poison mm-hmm. and pick what you're going to spend your time looking at. So, But thanks for picking that up. That really was an important, important phone call. Do you disagree with the good doc? Don't keep your feelings all bottled up. Just post them on our Facebook page or send us an email at Zorba at WPR.org. There's much more of the show to come. We'll tackle another interesting health topic. And Zorba will have a very special guest dropping by the studio to say hello and maybe goodbye. Sounds great. So stick around for that and keep the radio dialed in right here on Zorba Zorba Pastor on your health. Carl Christensen in the studio with Dr. Zorba Pastor. The number to call anytime is 800-462-7413. Wait, who's that voice I'm hearing right now? Who who just popped into the studio and joined us? Is that Tom Clark? Is that public radio legend Tom Clark? Absolutely the legend of all time. Tom Clark. He has been here since 1900, mm-hmm. and that is a long time. And now he's finally washed up for good. Not washed up, but taking that time to finally live life after you are 87 years something, old? Something like that. Somewhere around that. That is, you know, you've had a long, you've had a long sweet life. You've had a long sweet life. And you know, one of the issues is, and this is a really important thing, if you want to be healthier and you are a healthy guy at your age, it's hang out with your friends. At my age. <laughs> is that a disclaimer? I mean, I'm still alive, right? <laughs> That's right. You are still alive. Tom is still alive. You know, in this particular study, they were looking at relationships friends, romantic relationships. And when you get a romantic relationship, you often, your friends become sort of second tier. But the reality is this particular study that it's really important to have long, not only long partners, but have long partners in friendships. And there are multiple theories as to why that's important. But, you know, during COVID, do you remember COVID? COVID. Yeah, COVID, right. COVID. (laughs) I do. COVID. But you remember we were all separated. We were in the house wearing masks, not around people. How often was, you know, that was pretty awful. And then we really saw the... Not the the worst thing in the world, not to have a lot of people around. God, you know something? (laughs) You are not a hermit. You, I mean, you love it. I mean, you have those great parties at your house, right? We have people come over and you, you sit around and you're the belle of the ball. 
Are you reading that? <laughs> no, I am not. I am making. I am making all of that up. But I mean, the study really showed that fr- that friendship matters, and we have had a friendship. Well, you could call it a friendship. Oh, it's been but quite I mean, a while, yeah. it's been a thir- thirty-one thanks years. To 30, sa- thanks to Monica Petkus. Thanks to Monica Petkus. Put us together. She absolutely put it all together. God, you had the morning show mm-hmm. on Wisconsin Public Radio, and your interviewing was legendary. You never let anyone get away with <laughs> anything. No, it really was. Yeah. You know, when you retired and you yeah. saw people, what did they say to you? I don't What do they say to me? You know what they said to you? When you retired, people said to you, you were the best interviewer. And I remember oh, nobody being, said that I, to me. I don't think a lot of people did. And I remember you held people's feet to the fire when you asked them a question. You did not get them away from it. And then Monica said one day, basically, why don't you do a show with Tom? And we did a show together, you know, on your one-hour show. And we did that once a month for a couple of months. And then Monica said, she basically said, why don't we get together and do a full show and see how it is? And here we are, 31 years later. Blaming Monica Petkus. Blaming Monica <laughs> Petkus. That's right. It's all her It's all her fault. But really, when you think about it, I mean, we have been together almost every week, pretty much many of the weeks during the year. For 31 years, you have seen more of me than you have any of your other friends. <laughs> Is that a good thing? Or... Well, <laughs> well I, don't, I don't have that many friends, so no. that isn't a big deal. But, you know, but yeah. even if you do, you know, when I was a kid, I was really lonely. I was a very awkward in middle school. I didn't play ball. In high school, I didn't have a lot of friends. I remember I came to the University of Wisconsin. I was 19 years old. All of a sudden, I found people who liked me and I liked, and I developed friendships. And, and, and frankly, that's why I've got four kids, a bunch of friends. But my friendship with you is something special. Because together, we have talked together more than any other friend I really have for 31 yeah, years. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, that's I mean, for 31 years. And we've become mm-hmm. kind of best buddies. And we really became very yeah. close over I'll the years. I'll miss it. I will miss it, too. Think about it. You've done this, yeah. and you're 86, 87 years old. Look at the vibrancy that you've had. Most people hang up the shingle at 65. <laughs> Maybe I should have done that. (laughs) (laughs) So the number to call anytime is 800-462-7413. Tom is on it. Leave a a voicemail, a farewell message for Tom, how much he's meant to you to hear him on, on the air over the years. And speaking of over the years, something I've noticed with you, Tom, is pledge drives, membership drives. They've always seemed very important to you. Oh, yeah. And you've taken them always very seriously. Both you guys have always been so good at those. And so you have always taken, hey, how much did we make on the pledge drive? And then you feel really good about it. And the, frankly, you were really good on the banter in the pledge drive and asking people to be able to support the station. And I never got to put any of that money in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> no skimming for Tom. It's those kind of comments, Tom. So I found a, a whole bunch of clips. I put some clips together of some of the fun you guys have had over the years on your pledge drives. Pledge time, pledge time, pledge time on public radio. Who likes pledge time? (laughs) Here it is, pledge time, and if you don't pledge now during this hour, next week at this time, accordion music. Taste buds are ready. It's really? Where's uh, Adam? Is he on his way with the muffins? <laughs> He's on yeah. the way. Yeah, yeah, that's right. What? That's there right. Didn't work today. No, no muffins? Didn't work today. No I'm wait- muffins. I'm waiting for the muffins. It's pledge time for, for crying out loud. That's right. And there are no muffins. You think you'd muffin no up the host? Muffins. So they do the guy a isn't doing it. He's not here when we need him. Oh, my goodness. In 30 months, we had three children. And I we have no idea what happened. Our first baby happened when she was 31, and our last child happened when she was 40. And, you know, we had to start using birth control because I have no idea what I, I... I don't know what happened. You know, it just occurred to me, pledging to public radio is really a lot easier than that process Zorba was going through. And the satisfaction... Yeah. I mean, look how much greater the satisfaction is from what you get from public radio compared Absolutely. to your kids. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you guys had a lot of fun. Let's try this. <laughs> I don't remember any of that. <laughs> yeah, right there on tape. We heard. But it. we had we had a lot of fun. 
We yeah. we definitely had a lot of fun. And you know what? We had a lot of fun asking people to support public radio. And frankly, they stepped up to the plate and they supported public radio. And it was our uh, it was our humor that has kept the show going for 31 years. You know, I mean, that's it. You're a, you're a humorous guy. You're a natural comedian, Tom. And actually, I think you should now, now that you're retiring from the show, you should now take up a new career at Comedy Central. <laughs> and, 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 that wasn't what I've been doing for all these years. <laughs> 800-462-7413. <laughs> Leave us a message, a farewell message for Tom Clark. Oh, good grief. Oh, come on. Why oh, Oh, good grief. That's right. No, you're going to say the number when you die. They want to give you a farewell message. <laughs> and speaking of that 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 razor-sharp wit that Tom has, I also put he, he's pretty good at, at throwing a zinger in every once in a while. So I put together a little compilation of some of Tom's zingers over the past few decades. Let's hear that. Milwaukee. Hello. 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 I just want to tell you right off the bat, I really love this program. Oh, thank you. You're a, a wonderful doctor. Thank you very much. That's a very kind, uh, very kind compliment. And what am I, chopped liver? I mean, I... <laughs> <laughs> to bully town. To bully, to bully. <laughs> I, I know the, how you're going to answer this, I think, Dr. Pastor, but here, here's our letter of the then week. Then why ask, Tom? Well, because, you know, we've got to fill up five minutes somehow. Uh, dear Dr. Pastor. <laughs> no, Dr. Pastor, the question before the board is, uh, where do most of us die? And I know the answer to that. Most of us die in radio studios about, <laughs> about three quarters of the way through doctor shows and we die of this kind of crud. It's another reason to go and get help if you are an angry person. Hmm. We'll find out if this study works if our technical director, Brad Kohlberg, has uh, lung trouble. In, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, my first question is, who wants to yawn? I mean, that's a real question. Well, I, I understand that. You know, who when, wants you're tired, to yawn? when you're yeah. tired, there's a yeah. kind of a satisfaction. <sighs> In your, oh. yeah, it is kind or of. Or when satisfying. you're listening to, you know, a boring yeah, doctor yeah. program. <laughs> <laughs> They're known as hot yoga, 90 minutes in a 105 degree room. Did you violate some law? And this is your punishment. <laughs> you know, but, and the uh, first rule in this particular cookbook, the first thing he recommended was think. I think I'll go to the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a zinger for that, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> we were okay. Didn't you did all right. Oh, it's yeah. great. I love listening to this realize yeah. what our banter. And that's why we've been okay for 31 years because we have this uh, relationship and we have a banter that has kept the show going. Frankly, doctor shows are boring unless they <laughs> yeah, have banter. That's true. How many doctor shows are in public radio? The answer is. Not many. In no. fact, I can't think – none of them have lasted as long as we have, and it's lasted this long because of the banter. Not because – well, the information fits in somewhere along there. People are interested. But the banter is what really moves information. Infotainment. Infotainment. That's kind of what I think about it. And you have been primo in that all <laughs> along. You have been primo in it. Okay. 800. <laughs> <you> say so. <laughs> 800-462-7413. Yeah. And, uh, okay, earlier in the show... That's going to be on my deathbed. It'll be on your <laughs> tombstone. <Four>, 6270. <laughs> uh, earlier in the show, we uh, we walked through a tofu recipe. We did. We did. We did. And... Uh, as many listeners know, Tom, you've been very vocal about your oh, distaste for tofu. That's right, that's right. That's right. I wanted to ask you, why do you hate tofu so much? I don't know. It doesn't taste good. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Okay. Do you think you'd ever give it a try? Oh, yeah. I've yeah, tried it once. Tried it? What okay. do you think, Zorba? Do you think we should have Tom I try tofu think on we the should show? Try tofu. Finally. On the show. And <laughs> I have made the tofu recipe. And I have it right over there. And I'm going to bring it out. And I think you're going to like it. I'm not going to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> wait till you see it, Tom. I think it'll look good. I think it'll look good. Actually, wait. It's our, Zorba, you already played You I haven't plated it, it up. It's already I ready. I got it. The wow. tofu is here. And we're now going to see <laughs> but don't Tom. Try it. Wait, 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 wait. There was a show a long time ago, a long decades ago, and we have a clip of that where, um, well, just roll that clip. Uh, you just you wanted a drum roll, so let's hear that real quick, Brad. 
consider preparing in their kitchen. Mm -hmm. And we'll have our letter of the week and uh, through most of the hour answers to your questions. But uh, we should have a drum roller. <laughs> Special. Maybe we will one day. Special. And that day is today. That was a 30, 30, It took us 31 years to find a, a, a drum roll sound effect. So Tom's about to try tofu for the first time. Brad, can you give us a drum roll before he tries it? There it is, Tom. <laughs> Try the tofu. Now I have to eat it. That's now right. you, have, now to you have to eat it. He's eating it. He took a big chunk of tofu. Yeah, we're getting these sounds, that's for sure. <laughs> He's evaluating. I hate it. This, <laughs> still? This, 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 this tastes really good. Oh, oh it tastes really <laughs> All good. All those years. All oh, those years. I thought I hated tofu. <laughs> Look what he's missed, folks. He's missed... A he's missed. And now we're gonna yeah. He's now we're doing a second a bite. Mouth sounds. I, I love it. Oh my goodness, he's consuming the whole salad. <laughs> it's really good. Oh, oh my god. This is this is Missy? we're making news right now. I feel like. it only took you know thirty-one what? years. Shout out, Tom Clark loves tofu. That's the way to go. This can't be tofu. It tastes really good. <laughs> <laughs> so Tom, you're impressed. It is good. It is good. <laughs> Being impressed is a little strong. <laughs> a little strong. It, 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 it good. tastes good. Good. It tastes good. There you have it. And folks. he had more than one. He had more than one. I bite. noticed that too. He's, he's he still going at that all the place. pieces of tofu on his plate. He left the kale and the broccoli <laughs> and all the other stuff, but he ate the tofu. He's there, impressed. There you have it, folks. Well, on behalf, I think I can I can say this on behalf of a lot of listeners who've listened to the show for all these years, Tom. We've we're so inspired by you, and um, we appreciate all you've done, your public service all these years for, for public radio, and we're going to miss you quite a bit. We are. Yes. You had to say that. Yeah. <laughs> you still got tofu in your mouth? Or? Were, were you reading that? No, that was... <laughs> that, came, that came from the heart. That came from Carl, the heart. you spoke on behalf of everyone who has listened over all these years. And a personal and... note, yeah, I've, I've been inspired by you. I'm watching you for... I've been here 10 years doing this show and just watching you... Do your thing. I, I've learned so much from you, and I have some huge. Just shut up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tearing up. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I'll stop then. I'll stop. <laughs> now, you don't have too much food in your mouth. Can you read the final outro of this show? Okay. See you next week, Zorba. Uh, really? Wait a minute. You're not going to be here next week. <laughs> well, if you missed anything during the show, or you just want to stream the show online anytime, visit us on the web. At ZorbaPastor.org, and of course through Facebook. And you can listen to Tom in the previous shows that we've done for years and years and years. Oh, boy. Won't that be fun? <laughs> and don't forget, you can call us anytime to leave us your question at 800-462-7413. Zorba Pastor on Your Health is a production of Wisconsin Public Radio. It's not intended as a medical diagnosis, so please do check with your doc. Our executive producer is Carl Christensen. Da, 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 da. Our technical director is Brad Kohlberg. Da, 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 da. Our theme music is by Leo and Ben Sidron. Da, da, da. For Zorba Pastor. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I'm Tom Clark asking you to join us on the, on next. the next Zorba, Zorba Pastor, Pastor on, on Your, your health. health. It's a wrap. That's it. Are we done? Tofu We're done. The We're tofu done. didn't taste I love that you ate the tofu. Did you miss something on today's show? Simply go to ZorbaPastor.org to catch up on all things Zorba. There you will find recipes from the show, links to the Facebook page, Zorba's healthy living articles, and you can subscribe to the weekly podcast. On the web, that's ZorbaPastor.org.